Greetings, everyone. I am Aurora. I am the founder of Aura Hypnosis Healing, as well as the Channel to Galactic, the Channel to the Galactics, and I am the author to Galactic Soul History of the Universe, which you can find on Amazon. 740 pages worth of past life regression. It is such an honor to be here with you, as you've seen our two beautiful beloved sisters, our beautiful sister, Laura Eisenhower and Magenta Pixie. It is an honor, and I truly love you, honor you, and respect both of you. Thank you for accepting to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's wonderful <sighs> to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And there's a quick introduction of myself. And Laura, if you want to just introduce yourself and then just a quick summary as well, and then we'll conclude it with Magenta introduction. Oh, did you want me? Yes. Be first. Yeah, well, um, my name is Laura Eisenhower. I do medical astrology readings. I have been an international speaker for about 10 years or so, and I've been very mission oriented since I was a child. And it has everything to do with, you know, anchoring the mother energy, uh, gosh, everything about Gaia Sophia, the planetary grid network, and really understanding our divine blueprint on the Christ Sophia energy and the cosmic trinity and just all these concepts we don't learn about things connected also to our galactic history and then the exopolitical part of it my great grandfather's president eisenhower so i've been trying to reveal things that have been held in secrecy um, during his administration and beyond so that we can get a greater idea of what we're dealing with and what we're up against as far as uh this constant targeting of the human race and all the assaults that we deal with and how to get our power back how to claim our you know power how to reclaim it and be the override frequency and rise above it so that we can just really be the fullness of all that we are. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Magenta. Oh, thank you. I'd just like to say, I love your name, Aurora. And um, the nine tell me that the collective consciousness together of all the awakened souls on earth is if you uh, present that consciousness as a one soul, as a deity, as an avatar, then the name that they give that energy is the divine princess Aurora. Mm -hmm. So uh, same name. So my name is Petra, but I'm, an, I'm known online as Magenta Pixie. I've been channeling um, this higher consciousness, higher density group um, starting in 1993, and that moved into a group energy in around the year 2000 and I started to release their messages online on YouTube in 2008 and I've been on YouTube regularly since that time I think it was May 5th or 6th that I first uploaded my first video uh, to YouTube in 2008 and now we're almost 13 years later uh, I'm now an author so I've, I've written five channeled books and I'm working on my next one and, um, you know, here we are in this uh, unprecedented time. And um, it turns out that all these messages that were coming through from the nine that I knew were for that time, I now know that the whole body of work over the last 13 years has been very much for this time that we are in, um, as well as when they were released. You can actually go back and sort of pick on any, any transmission over the last 13 years, and it will be relevant for what we are going through now. So. So yeah, that's me. Beautiful, beautiful. It truly has um, this beautiful trinity between us has been written in the stars. Um, tell you a little story. Um, 
back in December, January, I would, I had, since I do Akashic readings and I also uh, do the aura hypnosis, which is past life regression work. Um, I would, when I meet people, I would ask them, how was it that you found me? And back in December, January, they started saying, I found you through the video that you did with Magenta and Laura. <laughs> As we know, it's not happening now till April 13. And I would just kind of, you know, smile at them and say nothing. One day I told this beautiful uh, gentleman that was a beautiful expression of Divine Father and Divine Mother, a beautiful um, creation of them in a complete divide. And I explained to him and I said, I've never told anyone this, but it would happen every week. And I said, you know, that, that video hasn't happened yet. And he looks at me extremely puzzled because he's like, no, that's how I found you. <laughs> so I, it's amazing how the collective already knows and many situations uh, where they, they said through this video and it has yet to happen. So happy 13th. It is, uh, it is an exciting moment in time to be here with you both as um, we are really, um, I think the main topic throughout this round table will be, and of course we could flow with it, is that we are truly the divine feminine are the birthers of this organic timeline. And that is including the divine feminine within the masculine as the masculine of course carries both. That is who we are. And the more that we awaken and empower ourselves to understand that that is why is why we are here to um, assist the collective and assist ourselves most importantly as, as we continue to shift and be that light is that we are the birthers the the womb within the space within ourselves and then within the collective of mother divine mother who is truly the universe of course with divine father as source together but she is the one who carries the womb and she is the one who births organic timelines now um, those of you who have um, who have found me you probably found me through the red versus blue um, video that we did that I did with Laura where uh, we talked about the archons so this video is all about transmuting cleansing removing the artificial within and this is why we all volunteer to come here to be um, those warriors <laughs> rays of the rainbow rays of of the organic infinite love, who, who is the antidote in many forms we will be sharing with you today in antidotes of all kinds and forms that you can use for yourself empowerment and self growth and releasement of shackles and entrapment. So thank you. I wanted to first of all share that and um, also sharing that this universe itself is the Phoenix is what the galactics who I channel explain she is the phoenix she is this is why she's so uh, incredibly sought out throughout the universes because um, you come here and you truly transform and, and evolve in many forms now as we know within this simulation many things have happened occurred that weren't supposed to occur within the archons from their negative uh, universe that plagued this universe and other universes like a virus so I wanted to explain that and then also go into, I, I know that you all speak much of, you know, of mother and, and womb energies as well as overall these expressions um, and how we are all birthers of these. So wondering what you can add as far as um, what your thoughts 
as far as this, because in many forms we are remembering, we, we as, as speakers as we are, um, we are helping others remember as they give us the coding, the downloads, the, the memory field, because as we continue to remember these things ourselves, remember the truth of the universe, and then we share it with our you know, public, and then they also then receive the collective download as well, so long as it's within their organic timeline. What are um, what is it that you want to share as far as we being the birthers of our of our organic timeline? Whoever would like to uh, go next. Oh, you're muted. You're muted, love. Oh, dear. yeah, I forgot I was muted. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would say the birthers of that organic timeline is anyone who is standing in that memory that you're talking about, that memory as to who we are, why we're here and what we are here to do. And the reason why it's presented very much as the feminine is because that energy has been deliberately repressed or distorted. And as that energy comes back, whether you're incarnated as the, the female or the male, you embody that energy. And that's why the aware consciousness um, on this planet, all the aware individuals together make up this group soul that presents as the divine feminine Princess Aurora. There is a masculine counterpart, and that's the Archangel Michael. But this is also the, the, the divine Christ, um, you know, the, the Christos and Christa. Um, there is also King Arthur and Guinevere. You have all of these different sort of twin flame energies. Um, but it's presented in this feminine because of the birthing that you're talking about. And that's who we are, the mother. So anyone who has that knowing, who holds the memory of that, and they may have had that memory for 20 or 30 years or longer, or, or maybe just a year, or it's just coming to them now. It doesn't matter. Those individuals, whether they're out there talking on videos, writing books, or whether we've never, ever heard of them, because they're holding that knowing and that confidence and that sovereignty within them they know and they remember because the memory is a knowing we perceive it as a memory because we feel that it's something from the past i remember why i was incarnated that's because we're in a linear um, existence in this reality but really it is just a knowing and it's a knowing that there is a reason we are here that there is a reality that is unfolding and that our knowing of that reality and our focusing on that reality is creating it so anyone who's in that place is the birther for that timeline awesome <clears throat> yeah so <clears throat> my thoughts on the matter has a lot to do with integration of polarity and that point of conception where whatever we're aligned with is going to be generated into the physical world. Like, you know, giving birth to a concept, a vision, a dream, a thought, even a fear or an anxiety. So we're constantly creating, we're constantly birthing. And if the balance isn't there between the masculine and feminine, or if we're running sort of sub-personalities, things that aren't authentic to us, and we're hooked into sort of the mind control, we're helping to generate these artificial timelines. So when we can step away from that and begin to find our authentic truth frequency and really work on that internal balance um, and the circulation between our right and left and circulation with cosmic and earth energies to bring in higher dimensional energies into the physical plane, 
we can birth these organic timelines coming from the soul matrix and beyond instead of you know just the personality matrix which is very vulnerable to mind control because it targets uh you know self-esteem self-worth um and these identities that people strive to achieve or are you know things connected to um you know certain choices as far as what we might consider successful or something that brings us a sense of uh you know status or pride or or just feeds um a person's sort of comfort zone or then the opposite of the spectrum which is sort of falling beneath the cracks and maybe getting lost in the addiction matrix and feeling you know kind of out of sorts well when we begin to move away from all that and all the different things that like to hook into the imbalance of our ego identity where instead it is generating the balance and harmony and divine union of the masculine and feminine within ourselves, the electric and magnetic energies, um, we're able to consciously and mindfully birth what's organic because it's true to who we are. It's part of something much bigger and it puts us in a frequency of synchronicities that help us to find soul family and soul mates and experience that outer reflection. So when we are conscious with what we allow into our space, into that womb energy, into our creative channels, um, you know, we can consciously like birth and manifest, but when we're unconscious, things tend to hook in and sort of run the show. And then we find ourselves entangled in just, you know, like very haunted sort of patternings, you know, things that make us feel fearful, you know, things that might be unconscious fears that we need to clear, um, and things that take us, you know, to people that might be energy vampires or predators, or, you know, those that, you know, are showing, and out of reflection of our own internal imbalance that we need to find correction with by taking the time so that we are conscious birthers of what's organic instead of what's limited in the personality matrix. If we're running our personality without the other levels coming in, we're very, very limited in what we experience as a reality. And we worry about what other people think. We just listen to what's coming through and we externalize everything. Once we begin to move into these higher levels, we're consciously birthing not just in our energetic field, but through our voice, through the words and the frequency of the things that we choose to empower and invoke and kind of call forth. And then our words become just uh, the thing that like breaks the spells of the mind control, because if they can mind control a public through words and propaganda, we can undo that through a truth frequency coming through our words and our voices, which to me is a big part of our birthing center is the words we choose to speak to one another and what we empower what we you know, want to give energy and attention to. So the more we give energy and attention to the things that are healing and transformative, the more available they are. And we transcend this lower realm that like really causes people to forget that it even exists. Beautiful, Laura. Thank you, Magenta, as well. Yeah, so I wanted to add what Magenta Pixie said. It says the twin flame union is uh, very much targeted by the artificial, the archons. The reason why is because when when the twin flames are born, they um, come in and then they have to, they basically go through a form of finding themselves. Once in themselves and they they kiss, uh, they had sacred union, sacred love, they activate self, and then they also activate the organic timelines and memory field of the earth so we are just you know those representations of mother gaia mother earth of the, of the divine in many forms um so that is why many in many forms that is uh say targeted now also i wanted to add what uh what laura has said about the 
being very conscious, conscious, uh, creators conscious within our timelines is extremely important because we don't realize that it, the past, uh, I explained, well, we explain is that, you know, we are the, we are the, uh, the bridge to both the future and then also the past. We are the bridge in the now, in the now creating every single moment, every single moment that we are deciding upon, we're creating what's about to happen in the future and also what's happened in the past in many forms, we're bridging back and forth. So when you explain that, um, being very conscious of every choice, I love that, thank you for adding that because um, the biggest uh, once more uh, communication and transmission through this is that we, uh, understanding that we are the birthers. So the more that we uh, birth organic decisions, timelines, the more that the earth shifts. And that's, that's truly, if you want to know what is the biggest, biggest shift that will occur because we are collectively manifesting this as a collective, when people realize that we are the birthers, <laughs> it will change the world and it will bring forth ascension to that two third world split that we often talk about. Now that's already happened, but going into this, thank you for letting me add that, um, is that um, we, I wanted to communicate about the T timeline as there has, um, I had seen on my YouTube channel, Rising Phoenix Aura, that people were commenting saying that they were listening to, you know, <laughs> to channels or people who were speaking and how they were upset, a little bit upset at them that they, uh, you know, they lied to them according to them. That's how people can feel that, you know, T did not officially, you can say physically, right? We know energetically, uh, etherically, he did, you know, become E in, you know? So he did be, um, what is the word that I can say? He, he was, say, nominated. <laughs> now, so what I wanted to explain before you all explain is that what they explained to me was that, so last year, uh, if you remember, Laura, I had posted on my Facebook page, I had tagged you, and I, I talked about how uh, T was a benevolent being, truly an angelic being. Um, and then how, in, and then also, completely clarifying that I do not live in savior mentality, nor do I consent to anyone thinking that we're talking about savior mentality in regards to this topic, okay? I don't consent to that. Now, as we were talking, um, so what they explained to me is that then is that if we didn't, if those who were listening clearly to our hearts, connecting clearly to the divine and being able to view in a perspective of the organic timeline, because that's what we did. Laura, Magenta, we all communicate and speak and many other beautiful souls out there speaking as well. So we thank them as well, because we're a collective. Now, is if we didn't, then the arconic artificial, and you're gonna, you know, I know you all who are listening are like, what do you mean? This is crazy right now, right? But let me explain. So World War II, would have happened openly. Now, as we continue to build our light upon earth, we needed to achieve the, the above 50 percentile mask critical light on earth, which we achieved it. Now, the reason why is that important is because before, before um, specifically the two third world split that began on 12, 21, 12, 21, 20, 20, um, 
we were at, we reach a, and the, the, go through a percentage of communications on the light. But um, at that point we had reached mask critical light. So when we reach that above 50% of light on earth is shifted. And it also finally brought forth the organic timeline, the original five dimensional timeline of Gaia of mother earth. Now, if we wouldn't have had stood up and we would not have guided in many forms in all that we did, all of us, you know, right? Many of you shared on your Facebook pages, on your Instagrams, wherever you could with family members and friends, then the shifting would have never happened. Okay. So that is why it was so important that we needed to stand up with our light. Now, not that it would have never happened. Let me correct that. It would have been delayed because it's going to happen organically regardless. However, it needed to happen within that time because in, in this year of 12, um, 2021, we needed to, this was predestined within the organic timeline that the collective wrote, right? Now, if we would enough have communicated once more, we would have been even more oppressed. You know, um, yes, there's people that are feeling like they have to be forced to take the maxine, you know, and all these different um, oppressions and forms, you know, like um, teachers, you know, teachers in are here, they have to take the maxine or they can't, you know, uh, be teaching children, which is really because we stood up and we said, no, 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 we do not consent. And then if we would not have stood up, then uh, what would happen was that then the archonic artificial timeline would have had say more rain. Now, as this collective of light continued to awaken within earth and standing up and saying, no, we're going to vote for tea, we're going to vote for freedom and all these different forms, then that will create, what that created was a possibility of the two-thirds split that occurred. And then that's when um, people can choose, choose between um, the worlds to two-thirds worlds, which is, you know, like we explained, two circles intertwined together, right? We have the artificial on one side, and then we have the organic on one side. And this, so we have artificial 3D, middle 4D, uh, which is the bridge, and then the organic, which is the 5D. Okay, so at that point, that's helped manifest and create that because we said no, even though, of course, we know they cheated. Any potential that we can create within our organic timelines now, which will be my next question and what your thoughts, because I don't feel that anyone led anyone any in any wrong. You know, we spoke what we saw within the organic timeline. And that's what we're speaking of. Our role as uh, speakers of all forms, whether we're doing it publicly or non-publicly, is to help um, shift consciousness. And that's what we did is that we created it so that whenever someone says, no, I, you know what? I don't want to get the Maxine. Instead, I'm going to perhaps have to maybe, you know, it just as just an example, maybe I might have to quit that job if they're not, you know, operating with me, which this could be hard for a person. But instead, I will manifest this potential where I don't need. So organically, collectively, we created these possibilities where we can walk the path that we want to walk within our predestined five dimensional timelines or above. So um, what is it that you all would like to add as far as um, the T timeline, and I think it's so important that we, that 
everyone understands that how important it was that we pushed this as we did to manifest where, where we are collectively now. Do you want to take that one, Magenta, first? Okay. Um, you're quite right, Aurora, that many people were disappointed and upset having followed all of these spiritual teachers and psychics and clairvoyants and truthers and whistleblowers all pretty much saying the same thing and it didn't happen. And I think that those of us who were seeing these potentials with all our training, I can speak for myself. I was just as disappointed that it didn't happen that way as everyone else. Um, but it is a misunderstanding of how psychic awareness is presented. So I can't speak for those who are perhaps truthers and presenting information that's coming from intel, the more whistleblowers. That's, that's a different way of, uh, of viewing a potential because that's on the third dimensional reality. As a psychic, as a clairvoyant, there are multiple timelines playing out. And at the moment, as we are at completion towards the end of this planetary cycle, these timelines are converged together. So multiple, multiple different presentations can occur that fit the same energy. And that is what is so crucial. What was seen by those who are looking at those timelines, who were looking particularly at this, the one that I myself spoke about, the one that you are calling the T timeline. What we saw was the energy of T moving into that top position, that um, authority position. Uh, what that would have also entailed is a um, huge um, support and following and a huge celebration because we knew that that um, act, and I'm, obviously I'm speaking specific to, um, uh, I'm speaking in a coded way, so we can present this, this round table, um, to a, a wider audience and go on to uh, you know, the, the, the main platforms. Um, what that would have looked like is this um, huge collective celebration and this raise of, uh, of joy because everyone in that sort of um, sphere knew that the T moving into that position would have brought down that collapse of that old structure and things like Maxine would not be rolling out in, in the way that, that, it, that it is. So what we saw was the energy. And what I'd like to stress is that energy, that frequency hasn't changed. That, that frequency is still there. It's just that the, um, the reality that we saw, obviously what we didn't see we knew about the hijacking, but what we didn't see was the level of the hijacking. Now that was done for a reason. And the nine say to me that had we seen, oh, Mr. T is going to um, move into this position by uh, the amount of people who, who um, tick yes on the form for him. And then those forms are going to somehow disappear. And this other group is going to take that place. Had we seen that in that actual manifestation, that would have put the um, 
community of psychics and empaths and clairvoyants in, let us say, a less than desirable position. It would have put them in a risky position. They would have been seen as a, as a collective threat. Now they already are, but it isn't such a big threat because it's the whole of the awake individuals. Um, but the, the psychics, the empaths would have been targeted and potentially some of us would have been targeted individually. And I'm aware that both myself and Laura um, have been watched individually. So that's only one reason why that wasn't seen in its eventuality. The energy of seeing that and having that desire was actually coming maybe not from us, but as you were, were talking about the savior complex, that was coming from the savior complex from others. It was very much a, this person's going to save us from Maxine and from this. He will sort the world out. He will be the one. And, and that's not the right manifestation. It's never, ever like that. It's a team effort. It's always been a team effort. And I've always spoken about this. But just like you, Aurora, I have people who misunderstand and think that I'm talking about a savior. And, you know, it's now switched. People are, you know, talking about, um, if you will, beds of the med variety. That's become another savior. It's like nothing's going to manifest in our reality if we put it in that savior mentality and that savior complex. That's that's a distortion of reality and it's not what we're manifesting in that organic timeline. So it's not that what we saw didn't happen because actually it did happen. It was hijacked and it was only hijacked on certain levels. It hasn't been hijacked fully. What we saw actually did happen happen and has manifested it's just gone underground it's happening behind the scenes we aren't seeing it in our everyday life on the television in front of us but i am assured that it's going on behind the scenes and we will know this but this is this goes deeper than that this is about the spiritual awakening of self into that memory so that we can create that organic timeline and that is about sovereignty and not giving your power away. It's also about not um, hooking yourself into one particular date or um, area of reality, as in this, this week, this month, this year, and putting all your um, emotional energy into that so that if that doesn't happen, then anything else is unthinkable. And then you go into this crash down because it's either the ultimate um, best timeline or you are utterly doomed and it's not that either that's too polarized and we're moving away from that polarity so what I see is what the psychics saw in varying different degrees um, depending on how they picked things up and there were people that did see the opposite and didn't see the Mr. T, -T success they saw the Mr. B success they were right as well because that is what played out in the physical. But those that saw the Mr. T success were also right. Because what actually occurred is we moved into this, uh, as you're talking about this two world split on the 21st of December, we moved into this duality. So now there's two successors, two in that top position in different ways. Mr. T, Mr. B, they're both there. And that hasn't changed, but you said earlier that this is etheric and absolutely it, it is etheric it is an, a, a etheric presentation of that 
but then that does match in the physical. But it's really difficult for people because if Mr. T speaks, he's not going to be giving any um, evidence in a big way of that. It'll be things like, yeah, I might do this in 2022 or possibly I'll do this in 2024. A, that timeline hasn't played out within the 3D yet. So he's not gonna know where to go anyway because he doesn't have the full connection with the higher self where he can see everything in a multi-dimensional aspect in perhaps the way that we can. But also, even if he does see a certain extent of that, that can't be delivered. And this is why it feels like it's gone flat because that level of hijacking was huge. It will come out in various ways. And April is a big month. And I am assured something connected to that is coming out in April. But again, we can't think to ourselves, oh, in April, this is going to happen. You know, people say to me, oh, you said the spring. You said the spring, Mr. T would be back in that position. Actually, what I said was the energy looks like in the spring, Mr. T will be back in that position. That doesn't mean that he literally will because the energy can show multiple playouts in the physical reality, in the linear reality. So what I'm saying to all those people who think that they were hoodwinked and lied to is I'm standing by what I said last year because it's still there. That energy is still there. Yes, it's been hijacked. Yes, it's been changed. And no, we have not gone into the long, long delay. There were, there were two um, different playouts prior to the competition. And those playouts were Mr. T would be, everything would be much quicker, this collapse. And then there was the other playout, which was if Mr. B uh, got into that position within the competition, then we're looking at, you know, potentially a decade uh, for the collapse to still occur in a much slower way. That was what shifted. Those two dualistic playouts shifted into something different. A third option was presented because there are multiple options in that um, configuration. So now we're not looking at this slow uh, rollout simply because Mr. B moved into that place of winner of the competition through, if you will, an out of integrity pathway. It was a cheating energy. So therefore it wasn't real. What I was looking at as a psychic was one or the other. I didn't, I knew that there was something not right. And I knew that it, I, I actually felt that, that it may not go ahead at all. But it wasn't until two days before the competition that I actually saw the level of cheating. Um, so I wasn't supposed to see that beforehand. And of course, everything you observe, like you said, Aurora, everything you observe changes the potential reality and actually manifests the observation. And you need to know how to observe something from the true observer viewpoint, which is absolute neutrality. If you give anything emotional to that observation, then you can create it. And there are many people who aren't yet at the level of being able to take that observer viewpoint so that when they look at potentials that they may hear from another psychic, they lend their emotion to it and they're actually doing the dark work for the, the dark ones because they are allowing themselves to be hijacked because their emotions are invested, which of course is normal, but that's not the ascension path. 
we must view through neutrality. So what I'm saying is now what we have is Mr. B isn't really standing within the position that he won. He won a position in name only. It's like it's on paper, but that's it. It's not real. There's no power there. Mr. T is the one with the power, but he's not the one standing there with the paper, but he's the real one with the power. The energy, the universal energy shows that. That has to play out in some form, but we really must open up our expansive vision and realize that the form that this actually manifests in may not be what you think. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, even if T did win, the, the, the ramifications or the backlash and the extreme response from those that have been taught to hate him and all the deep state characters that haven't been completely drained away. I mean, we're, we're, we're just in a battle and, and, and really the war is one within ourselves. This is really about um, a much greater picture as far as what this particular individual did for the collective, the constructive uh, government false media um, is very different than the energetic field of the collective consciousness, which holds the real truth, which holds the real intent of, um, you know, all of us in a sort of unity kind of way and kind of what is the override energy there as far as what we're all carrying and holding. So he, you know, represented something big for a lot of people that were like, wow, seeing what was on the line as far as freedom versus tyranny, freedom versus slavery. Um, as, as for many, you know, a representation of just what it means to, to be an American, put America first um, and, and have that spread to the whole world so that we can, you know, have our rights and, and, and find a sense of, you know, sovereignty and, and mutual love and respect for our differences and diversities uh, so that we can begin to harmonize it. It, it. it was that breath of fresh air and something that opened up that door in a place that has been locked down for decades as far as the falsity of those taking the position of presidency. Um, so for many, this, this was like a breath of fresh air. Uh, this is a self-made person that was able to put himself in that position. And to others, they don't necessarily see it as such. And I think everybody's having their own experience to reflect upon things within themselves that they're like working on, their own shadow stuff, their own ego stuff, their own issues with certain maybe personality types or how they've been led to maybe look at things um, through a lens of superficiality without being able to see the much larger picture. So those individuals are easily played. And I feel like having this temporary, you know, falsity, which is going to expire, even though there's dark technologies that sustain it and give it a life cycle, that it will kind of help them to see, whoa, okay, you know, maybe this will last long enough for many souls to kind of see the error of their ways or what they might've put their trust and faith into realizing what they've actually lost. It's sort of like, you don't really know what you had until it's gone. <laughs> I think, you know, it, it's gonna be helpful for those souls. I mean, we're all experiencing this in a different way. We're not all heading in the same direction, but you know, there is a massive difference between the artificial timelines and the organic ones. So to me, it's never been about, you know, a savior thing. It's been about somebody um, that many have felt, you know, represent something that they're super passionate about. It's like, wow, that feeling of he's one of us, he's got our back, he's on our side, instead of this sort of he's going to do it all for us. Even though some people might think that, I think um, the real energy of the patriots is that we're all accountable, we're all going to step up to the plate, we're all working together, and we, we 
you know, take on a huge sort of responsibility in, you know, helping with this great awakening. It doesn't have to be about the tea guy. I mean, we've been doing this kind of stuff for a long time. That is just part of this greater storyline that's unfolding though, that has um, an influence on all of us because th these kind of structures still do. So, so these structures kind of need to collapse for something new to emerge from it because the general setup and layout is based in social engineering. So, so again, it seemed to be a different, you know, kind of, you know, frequency that really ignited the spirit of the Patriots. And, 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 and it was more what I saw like a team instead of, oh, he's going to do it all for us. Maybe for some, they think that way because they think that way, period. They might've worshiped a musician. They might just have that kind of personality type, but that doesn't mean that everybody's like that. So we all have sort of a different relationship with it. Um, as far as my sort of things that I've shared, I interpreted his chart and I just see that he has a greater destiny to really um, kind of help bring people into um, a frequency of, you know, knowing what is at stake and what we need to fight for, which is freedom. Right. And that freedom respects other people's freedoms. And that kind of freedom um, is also uh, taking seriously the responsibility that comes with it, because it's not just freedom to do whatever the heck we want. It's freedom to be all that we came here to be so that we can really activate our missions, which comes with a lot of you know, responsibility. You know, for others, it might not you know, go that deep, but at least you know, being able to own land, um, be able to protect your family and, and your own personal rights. You know, this isn't about a worship mentality. This is about preserving our, our basic human rights and dignity and sovereignty. So um, I think that's why so many people that normally would never vote or get involved with this kind of stuff were like, whoa, okay, I'm actually really going to say something about this because this is completely different. And it had nothing to do with right or left. It had nothing to do with parties. It had to do with these basic principles of freedom versus tyranny, deep state versus um, really uh, lending support and, and greater awareness to um, something much greater unfolding in this particular window period where we have the opportunity to advance as humans. And we need leaders that support that and not try and control that and, and, and safeguard it and protect it. And, and so a lot of people felt that way. Some people are incredibly disappointed. Everybody's, I mean, just be who you are and think how you want, but the hatred towards what people like feel or believe to me is the most ultimate trap. And this is what this last administration really brought out is this unbelievable division um, and just this mockery and rudeness and then all the censorship and then the blocking and all the dramas and the fighting. And um, if you're this, that means you're this list of things like racist or whatever. And if you're on this team, this is the list of things that goes along with it to the point where we've lost each other in the mix. And we need to regain that. That's the most important thing because that's what has been targeted. And even if some of it, you know, came through just him more as a catalyst than being a part of that conquer and divide agenda is really up for a person to decide what does that represent to you? What does this figure represent to you? Because if it does represent your passion for your own personal freedom, then that's a healthy thing. But if it represents somebody who's just going to do it for you, that has polarized you to the point of hating the other side, you might want to, you know, reconfigure your thought forms because really we're here for soul and spiritual development and all these different things that we confront in our outer reality, give us an opportunity to develop those parts of ourselves so that we can step into greater unity, consciousness, greater integrity, forgiveness, and patience. But it's been a real challenge because so many of us know what's going on 
in the deeper levels, layers of, of these deep state tactics and the level of abuses and horrific crimes that I don't think people realize that a big part of the passion and support has to do with just the, the utter desire and, and hope and, and determination to take down these horrific rings and, and, and the, uh, the trafficking and, and the targeting of innocence and you know things that any person if they really knew was going on, would stand up and want to fight for it too. So this mockery of it not even existing and being connected to that person in the 17th alphabet and the mockery of that without realizing victims and, and whistleblowers and people have been speaking out for decades previous um, has just been really sad to watch because of the mockery. And, 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 and you, you can't poke fun at something like this dark. So it's been a huge growth period. I think uh, people are you know kind of realizing, wow, okay, is this, I, I didn't expect that from my friend or my family member to, to respond in these times in this particular way. It's kind of shocking, you know, or, or that they're making a decision without having the information or the research behind them to make an informed decision based in discernment. It's just this blind trust for something that feels so damn obvious. I mean, it's so obvious and in your face. So I just see this as just a growth period that um, had many different possibilities as far as how it would play out. But I agree with Magenta that um, behind the scenes of it all, this is what's real. This is what's solid because it has energy, it has intent, and it has um, a collective field of um, focused uh, intent, uh, uh, you know, things that we all kind of have in common. And, and that's the driving principle behind the creative forces here on this earth. And it's in alignment with Mother Earth and what she wants for her children to take down all of this and to protect and reclaim her bond with, um, you know, all her children, you know, metaphor, you know, best way I can put it. So as people begin to unplug and unhook from that false matrix and what they're noticing, they began to maybe lose themselves into or with, and they come and, you know, kind of join us. They'll realize it was never about right or left. It was never about politics. It's about something so much greater and deeper. And anybody that's on the side of supporting the takedown of these evil forces um, is an ally and friend including T. So it goes beyond the position of presidency. It goes beyond the governmental structure because that in and of itself um, was never meant to empower the people. So I just feel that something is rising and it has been rising and it's just finding its way as far as how it's gonna manifest in the physical plane for this greater team of spiritually mature people and powerful warrior energies and people that um, respect the freedom and sovereignty of others and want everybody to have their family protected and have their greatest needs met that uh, this, this is the greater thing rising. And as that happens, it'll starve this, this beast, it'll starve this, these constructs and they'll begin to crumble and fall. Even if there's new levels of assaults and people are very concerned about the Maxine and the, they're very concerned about the transhumanism and the AI component. But I feel that because it's artificial, what's true and what's organic and what's connected to spirit will begin to neutralize and nullify its ability to really fully take over a person that chooses mindfully to step away from it all and begin to do the true spiritual work. Those that have bought into the propaganda and are totally immersed in the divide and conquer who will never look deeper, those are the kind of people I'm concerned about, but they're, they're, they're gonna have to just, <laughs> I mean, we're resources, but you know, nobody can make somebody wake up, but I just feel this is growing and growing and growing and it's connected to the greater planetary energies, the cosmic and natural laws, and um, what it means to begin to move into a much deeper sort of higher dimensional space where 
um, we're relating to, with, with each other um, from our hearts and with much greater depth and all that superficial, dramatic, um, just being offended by everything and just the, the acting out and blocking and deleting and getting immersed in these false sort of movements you know, we're not gonna need to share so much space with these type of people, but they'll always be welcome with open arms if they can, you know, learn to treat people with love and respect. And it goes both sides. It's not like, oh, this side is totally fully good and the other isn't. It really depends on the individual, but there's certainly a massive difference between somebody who's standing for our freedoms, even if maybe he wasn't the perfect person for the job even. I'm just saying for anybody who might think that way versus cabal, deep state, pedophilia, child trafficking rings, and all this and that. We can't um, put it all on one person, but we can you know, lock arms and walk hand in hand and support one another in being the greatest of ourselves that we can be and assist one another in activating our missions and creating that synergy and, and, and connecting those dots so that all our skills and abilities and our greater callings um, are given you know, expression and it, it just activates all over the globe and it already is. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you. Something you said, Laura, about how we're watching everyone's choices. And it, what we're literally watching is, even though uh, it is, is a multidimensional of choices, right, through the multidimensions of timelines, but we're watching the literal two-third row split in every choice. So this person's deciding on this choice, this person's deciding on this, because you're watching in a group setting each of them split to which choice they're going to create. Are they, are they going to go for the most organic or the artificial controlled compromised one? So thank you for bringing that up. And then also something Magenta, you said neutrality. It's, it's amazing how, you know, uh, we are very conscious of these uh, timelines, but ourselves as well, sometimes can just know right even right before. And that's including everyone because a lot of my viewers, share their dreams and their meditations. I'm talking about everyone, okay? So, because you have to be the holder in, in many forms of both the two thorough splits, be that bridge holding two worlds together, both the realizing that, yes, of course we will ascend, and then also being very neutral about it as well and being in a beautiful unity there. Uh, where we are, yeah. So, um, and then I wanted to add to something, Magenta, you said, um, we, in many, <laughs> truly we won. The, the reason why we won is because the corruption was unveiled. And yes, maybe physically, we're not seeing him um, being in charge, right? However, we are seeing the unveiling of corruption in many forms and the vast amount of people are awakening in the most vast amount. Last year, we started talking, actually in 2019, we started talking about 2021. 2020 was going to be as big as awakening as 2012, uh, you know, 12, 21, 2012. And we truly saw it. The so in many forms, you all need to embrace yourselves and love yourselves and love collective because we have achieved it. We, we have both achieved it and then also be neutral with it, right? Both of those, but we have achieved it because we're seeing the corruption in, any, in all forms. And my beautiful colleague, Todd Divini, who is an author as well uh, for expansion, expansion on ascending consciousness, which I think he's genius. It's like Einstein to me or Tesla. But um, 
he, he asked me the other day, which I thought would be uh, very important for us to answer because there is um, a hopelessness to this. What do we do, you know? So the question is, so what, what do you think happens next after it's taken by all who agree to it? So we can answer it in many forms. What I will answer to that is that we will continue to hold the love light in the universe and hold and be those bridges, right? For, for those people who have made that choice of going into the artificial and getting that Maxine um, into them. Now, so that is where we're seeing the artificial. They made the choice of the artificial 3D timeline, right? Unfortunately. So till then, we need to ensure that us who are very conscious to hold that infinite love light because they, they're trying to regress it, which it's not going to happen. Um, our, our love light is too infinite on this earth right now. It's beyond the critical, right? So when we are viewing this, then um, understanding, so we hope to give you hope to this, is that view it as, okay, they made their choice. They're going to walk their path of their artificial, but I will not fall into that and I will walk my own organic path of my organic choices, of my sovereignty, of my not consenting to the arconic artificial, okay? As you continue to walk with that, every single choice that you make, make it according to that. Even if it's something as simple as I'm going to the go to the grocery store right now, or am I going to go to it later? Make it in a, a where you silence your mind, your heart, and you listen to your heart, and then you allow the inwards within you to tell you go to in this time. Now, what I wanted to say though, to answer that question is basically um, one of the major things that you want to do is you wanna keep within your energy field, keep within your energy field and use the etheric eternal flame that is the universe, right? Because she is a Phoenix. She's the first dragon of creation. She is a dragon. So using that dragon flame in many forms and whichever you use it, the rainbow, the gold. Ah, I love the black flame um, because the black flame actually soaks in. And I know Magenta, you talk about it too, but the black flame actually soaks in all artificial. So the white flame will reflect the, the artificial, but the black flame takes it in in it it transmutes it into organic darkness, positive darkness, right? Now, walking this path where you kind of, you see yourself constantly, like you might be derailed for a couple minutes or a couple days or month, but then you see yourself coming back into your say or organic golden path, we'll call it that, um, golden. And and then I, before I open it up for you all, I, I understand the energetic point of view since I am, um, you know, a past life regressionist and we're constantly working th with the modality that we practice aura, hypnosis, they go in and they self-heal. The client self-heals, no savior, they do it themselves. Now, so when we're going into the consistency of it, what is actually happening is when they make the decision of getting the vaccine is that they're once more accepting the artificial, when they accept the artificial, their soul is uh, becoming part cyborg. The nano technology is going into them. It's, it's 
intertwined with their organic. So then they're walking this hard path of, yes, they are an organic being. However, 111, send love to the earth, 13th hour. Um, and so they're walking this path, but it's like the, it separates the organic soul from the physical. So it's like it, it is not, and then explaining the quantum world is hard to explain. But however, the soul that was once there, that was organically there, is not completely there. It's like they're kind of out of body. And now they're walking this type of um, influence, physical form, that is being um, uh, sub, uh, subjected to the arconic negative vibrations, um, not vibrations, arconic negative influences of all the negative technology that surrounds us, everything that we talk about, you know, in our YouTube channel. But so it is becoming, it's like a severing, but not a severing because the soul will always be connected to a organic, say umbilical golden cord. So it's about bringing us, us bringing those souls eventually when, like Laura said, when they agree to come back to the organic, it's like we're pulling almost like that cord little by little, pulling them back, back into their body eventually. So what they're saying is the archons, the artificial, the, you know, the dark artificial forces um, is that they basically have say over that soul, which hell nah, you don't. <laughs> there are organic souls that were created by mother and we say, no, you do not have consent to that. So we, till then, we'll continue to see the two third world split through every form that we continue to live this life. And you consciously keep making that choice in staying in your most organic timeline. So keep being that bridge and then what do you all want to add to that as far as, so to uh, conclude that is that we will continue the galactic war, the galactic battle, holding that love light and transmuting, eradicating this artificial. And as we continue to do that, we will bring it closer again, like, like say the collective is in this etheric umbilical cord kind of in this ether, we'll keep bringing them back, back, back with their consent, of course. And that is the goal to bring them back because organic souls are, are of our universe. Now the archons are from their artificial universe, which, you know, they pierce through, through their negative technologies, which we talked about that with Laura before. And they think that they can't create souls. They can't feed off light, just like adrenochrome, this human trafficking that you're talking about, Laura. It's just, souls that are empty shells that have soulless beings that feed off light. Um, yes. So um, what do you all want to add in regards to what do you think will happen, you know, to these people, whatever you want to add in pertaining to this subject that can give hope, please. Um, should I go, Laura? Okay. <laughs> Um, I think that question is pretty much impossible to answer from a 3D level because there, as I've said before, there are so many different playouts. And when you say what will happen after Maxine, um, from the collective 
perspective, um, there is no after Maxine because the agenda is to Maxine everybody and that agenda will not play out in the timeline that we are on the trajectory for. So there is no after the Maxine. It's like there's no sort of um, after effect. It's an ongoing thing. Yes, there will come a time when that stops, but there are multiple ways that that's going to play out depending on what happens over the next few months this year. Um, it's very difficult to see how that will go and how that will play out. But if you are talking about what happens once it's been taken to the individuals, which you answered really, really well, um, that again is going to be different because we have different types of Maxine. So the ones that have taken the Maxine that I'm calling Mirana, and you can work out what that means by looking at the letters in the female name Mirana. Those are the ones that you were talking about that's, you know, severing the soul, but severing, but not severing. Um, the, the other ones are more about toxicity and heaviness and uh, pulling down the physical body um, without being able to make the connection, but it's not a severing in the same way. Um, and you see what the, what the agenda is, is it's not just one Maxine and, 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 and a second Maxine and that's it. The agenda is repeated Maxines. And the reason why is um, the Maxine, it will come about at some point in the future that immunity is not going the way that they expected and that immunity in some people isn't there so or or that the immunity was there but it's it's um going away quicker than they thought or it'll be that that the um uh the pathogen has mutated and there's all these new uh, variants and so that's affecting the immunity Whatever the play out or the, the narrative will be, it will be once you've had Maxine, your natural immunity is affected. Therefore, you have no choice but to rely on Maxine to get your immunity. So it will be very much like having a cell phone. You know, once you have a cell phone, you need to get the updates. Eventually, the cell phone's not going to work. So these Maxines are like your next update. And you talk about this being AI. Um, and of course, this is all um, running along that same line uh, because we are looking at an artificial intelligence, um, you know, uh, template here. So we've got when you say what happens after Maxine, you've got all these other choices yet to come for all these individuals. So let's just say you have a ton of individuals who haven't taken Mirana, but have taken a different form. Let's say they've taken a Zeneca. Um, uh, so I have these different female names. Um, that one, should that person decide, I regret this, I didn't realize it was this bad, I never ever want to do this again, I never ever want to have Maxine again, I want to be like those people who are not taking Maxine, I want to ascend, I want to go forward. There is a pathway for those people if they commit to their spiritual path and to ascension on every level with every fiber of their being. And these people will be rare. However, if it sounds like you, you can decide I'm one of those people. I'm going to be one of those rare people and I am going to commit to that. Laura, I saw an interview that you did earlier in the week with um, Dr. Christiane Northrup 
and I shared the video. I thought it was excellent. And there was one thing she said, you know, speaking on a physical level about Maxine, she said, if, you know, if you regret the decision, I think your question was, what happens if you regret the decision? Is there any way out? She said, you are going to have to get down on your knees. And she's 100% correct. And what that means is on a spiritual level, complete commitment and utter surrender on every fiber of your being. And then you back that up with action. If you can do that, then there is a place for you in that ascension reality. Those who've had Mirana, that's not so easy to detox because, and like Dr. Northrup was saying, on a physical level, once it's there, it's there. Now, there are a very few rare individuals who were already starting to um, shift from the carbon-based molecular structure into the crystalline-based molecular structure. So there was already a level of light there, and they didn't realize how bad Marana was, how bad Maxine was, and they went into taking that without realizing the bigger picture. And but they already had some spirituality. Those people, if their body is fully, fully healthy, and I mean no health issues, they're young and strong and vibrant and healthy, and they follow an immaculate diet and they have spirituality, what those people can do is allow that, um, I can't even give it a name, but this, this substance, this AI substance that, that affects the um, RNA and the DNA code, they can find a way through their spiritual work and their physical work to put that into a dormant state and rewrite the genetic code around that in order to survive and thrive in this life. As for ascension, when it comes to Mirana, that is something I just don't have the answer for yet. It will depend on how things go. Yes to the Azeneca, if they make that absolute commitment and get down on their knees, like Dr. Northrup said. Those who've had Marana, I, I, I'm not going to say yes, it's possible or no, it's not. What I was told is those individuals, should they absolutely commit to ascension, they may well have, have not been able to catch this ascension ride at this ascension cycle. What they will be, however, are leaders in the ascension movement for the next cycle. So whilst that's on a physical level, 26,000 years, they will go back. But what they will do is something very, very unique, because what this is about is retaining memory through death. So that when you pass from the physical body, you are an intact consciousness with all your memory. And then you go forward into your next adventure, whether it's reincarnation on this planet or not, you retain what you were. You're the same soul. It's called individualization. That's ascension. If you've had Maxine, that is going to be very difficult for you to do. Because as you were saying, it's severing and not severing. That's the memory field. So that when you pass from this body and you've, you've had Mirana or Maxine or whichever one and you haven't made a commitment to ascension, then you aren't going to hold those memories through death. So you are going to go back into this reincarnational cycle in a different form because it's a new cycle 
on a linear level. It's a new cycle. Ascension will be given to you, but you won't be the you you are now. But these individuals who manage to keep that line dormant and rewrite the genetic code around it, they will retain their memories through death, but they may not ascend in the way that we do. It's what's called partial ascension. So they will go back with their knowing and go back through the 26,000 year cycle and be the leaders in the next um, cycle. Now, the three of us potentially, may, that may or may not be the path we took um, on a linear level. We may have been the ones in another reality 26,000 years ago. We took the Maxine. Now we're not because we went through it all then. I mean, this you work with past life regression, so you'll understand that that's metaphoric and energetic and not necessarily literal, as starseeds have come from other planetary systems anyway. But they map the uh, memory fields when they come into incarnation, so they can hold the memory fields of being in that pathway. So, you know, is it all doom and gloom for those who've had Maxine? The spiritually aware ones, no, it isn't because there is a way that they can navigate through if they make that commitment, but they have to be aware that th there was a choice that needed to be made at the time of this bifurcation. And Maxine is a physical representative of the choice. Do you want to reincarnate for the next 26,000 years and have a second chance at ascension? Or are you ascending with this cycle? If you are ascending with this cycle in Stargate Ascension with all memory intact, then you're not going to be taking Maxine. Maxine won't be coming into your reality. So that's the bifurcational split there. So what we do have is a very rare few that don't necessarily recycle through in this new form and lose that memory structure that they've, they've held. We have a few. Now, everything you said about um, the severing is absolutely accurate for those who are not spiritually aware and are not making that commitment because the commitment will be never to take another one. So that's why you will have to go into deep holistic healing and you will need hypnotherapists and you'll need acupuncturists and you will need massage therapists and you will need a naturopath or you may do it all on your own. But if you make the decision, I've had one, I've had two, whatever, no, I'm not going to have these six monthly ones that they're bringing out. No, 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 no. Now, quite a few will make that decision. So it's like when you ask the question, what happens after the vaccine? Well, there's all these multiple layers. And some people will decide, hang on a minute. I've had two. I did what you said. No way am I having any more. Now, those people may not go through an ascension experience, but there will be a partial awakening because this next big, um, oh, it's every six months or it's once a year or how, whatever, whatever narrative they present, that's going to wake up a whole load more people. And some of those people will be maxined and they will want to join with those who are not. And that if they make the commitment never to have another one and they do get down on their knees, as Dr. Northrup said, then potentially there is a path for them. But then there are all these other individuals who don't do that, who are going along with the, the narrative, who, who follow along thinking, oh, we must do this and we must do that. They're the ones you're talking about where the soul, what's actually happened is the soul, and it, it's, it's difficult when you say soul because so many people think soul means something, something else. So let's just say the matrix, the energy field is severed, but not severed. It is out of the physical body. It's not in alignment with the physical body. 
So what you will find, for example, as an energy healer or an empath or a psychic, you will be talking to someone who's had that Maxine, and this is Mirana we're talking about, and they will be saying to you things like, yeah, I'm fine. I feel absolutely fine. Nothing happened. You know, I'm really glad I had it. No side effects. And then you're going to be seeing their soul saying, help me. I'm lost. Put me back in this body. And you're going to be seeing, and it's, it's horrible for the empaths and the psychic aware healers and, and the star seeds. Now, what the nine said to me last night was there's an exodus of souls. Now, they've been talking about this already. I have a video about this. And what they meant on that level is there are negative trapped uh, entities that are finally being freed because of the light and the high vibration. They are going to be leaving and many empaths will see them and think, gosh, what is that? There's, there's all these ghouls everywhere. Uh, it's going to look like a, a ghoul invasion, a ghost invasion on a psychic level, but it isn't. It's, it's them leaving. But there's another form to this exodus of souls. And that is those that have taken Marana, the soul steps back, wants to be put into the body, but can't get back into the body because of this rewriting of the DNA. And the more Maxines that they take, the more that soul is. So it's basically the opposite of what we might know as a walk-in. So the soul leaves, it doesn't leave entirely or the physical body wouldn't be able to live. But what the physical body then can hold on to is what you were talking about, this AI soulless uh, presentation. It, the soul is still there and still connected, if you will, by a golden cord. Like you said, I see that as some kind of thread. I personally see that as more of a silver, but we all see things differently. That soul is still connected. But let's give an example to make people understand what I'm saying here. Us three, Aurora, Laura and myself, what's happening to us and all those who are ascending and all those who did not take Maxine, our soul, our matrix, our higher self source consciousness is coming in more and more and more. We are becoming more and more our higher self, more and more more so than has ever happened on this planet before, more so than Atlantis and much more akin to Lemuria. This is what's happening to us. We're becoming Lemurian, if you will. Those that have had the Marana version and to a certain extent, the others through the pulling down and the toxicity, but that's different. It's not the same way of doing things. It's the Marana one. What's happening to them is the opposite. The soul is going out and leaving and there's less and less and less of it in there and it's being replaced with the hollow shell ai soulless aspect so these are all metaphors to explain consciousness and it's impossible to explain consciousness because what words do we have so these are metaphors to explain what's happening to consciousness and on a dna level level People like us who are ascending are moving away from the carbon-based molecular structure into the crystalline-based molecular structure, holding more light, becoming the crystalline matrix. More and more memory comes in. And those who've had Marana is the opposite. It's retreating back unless they're the ones that can hold it dormant. So the question, what happens after the vaccine, is absolutely massive. And there are multiple after the vaccines. And on another level, there is no after the vaccine because this is an ongoing thing into multidimensional realities and other timelines 
and into the choice of ascension or not ascension. So there's no time there. So there's no after the Maxine. There will be collectively on this planet a time where no one is here that has the Maxine anymore, but that's further on in our future. What I put out regarding the Black Flame, that is a, uh, if you will, uh, safety mechanism or if you will, protective mechanism so that we do not naturally radiate our fields like a light bearing human and merge our fields with those who have don't have the ability to do that because the soul has moved when we do that we're going to see these souls begging us for help everywhere we go you know we're opening ourselves up psychically and opening the chakras and everywhere we go we don't want to see these ghouls leaving because they are they are being set free and then these souls in all these bodies saying please put me back they recognize healers they recognize our light they will say to us laura aurora help me and we we can't because when we take objectivity all we can do is send love uh, but you're going to be seeing this dichotomy within the individual where the conscious side is saying, I'm absolutely fine. And then you're going to see the other aspect of them saying, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. So it is really, really convoluted and really complex. And I've only reached really touched on the story uh, of this. And there's multiple ways it can play out. But with the black flame, this is um, a technique for those who do not have Maxine so that they do not radiate their fields when they're around that signal so that they can move into the absorption field of the black flame and uh, secure themselves within a hermetic seal. And you can do that in multiple ways through visualization. And one of the ways is to have black crystals around you. And I've got here my obsidian crystal ball when I'm doing, you know, I've got my Shungite pyramid. I have um, tourmaline. You know, so there's many ways to have powerful living black crystals to assist you with that. And people have said to me, this seems like separation. It seems separatist. It's like us and them. This is a bifurcation. It's not about separatism. It's actually about unity. But when you're going into unity, you have to integrate all the aspects of self. And some aspects of self are choosing, and I'm speaking collectively, some aspects of self are choosing not to come with us. They're choosing not to be part of that collective. And we have to honor their choice that they did not wish to go through an ascension, even though they're in a position where they didn't even know they had a choice to make. So that's the situation that's occurring. And I think that's the best way that I can respond to what happens after the Maxine, because it is a question that's, you know, um, there's not really a 3D answer to it. So. Sorry for right. going on a bit there. <laughs> oh no, that was so thorough. I don't really have to share that much. Um, and I know people have talked about just the shedding and how it can bounce off and onto other people. And I mean, the thing is what this Ascension window really represents to me is recognizing that spirit holds dominion over physical matter. And the more we understand that, the more we can tap into the miracle vibration, which isn't as difficult to access as we might think because we've always been taught to think, oh, only masters are capable of it. And we're just needing to worship those and, and, and be forgiven for our sins. I mean, that's some of the religious constructs. We forget that we have the capacity to create soul alchemy within ourselves and become, you know, Christed beings. And like you said, move from the carbon based to crystalline. Of course, the Maxine's going to make it, you know, very difficult. It's going to depend on the consciousness of a person though, because just like all of us, we are exposed to television, magazines. We've been inhaling 
nanites from the chemtrails. We probably had a lot of tainted food before we really got on board with better nutrition based on what our family might, might have fed us or you know, just being taken to McDonald's with your neighbor or whatever. And it's just like, ah, oh, happy meal. It's like, what, what is this? This is just gross you know, after a while. Um, so we've all been exposed to this kind of stuff, but some people become a product of it become heavily toxified by it, become addicted to it, become, and, and also live to emulate these things that they were exposed to through magazines, television, Hollywood, and the entertainment industry, even you know political and religious. All these different power uh, structures that have been infiltrated um, to sort of create just what they want in society in order to feed these greater power structures um, through these subtle manipulations. So some of us have been immune to that or we've been very aware of it from early on. We could see through it. Um, we didn't respond to it in the same way because of our level of awareness or consciousness or, or whatever. And I feel that is the same way with the vaccine. Not everybody's gonna respond the same way. Somebody who might have been desperate, you know, trying to feed the kids, the, doesn't have the information that decided to because they might lose their job. Um, that's a different sort of intent going in than maybe somebody with a donut hanging out of their mouth, you know, taking a picture, like kind of bragging about it and being all proud of it. And the proud part of it though, isn't terrible. These people aren't evil. They feel real proud of their belief that they're protecting others. And they feel good about that. That's sustaining that decision. So even though it might be coming from false light or misinformation, you know, it's going to take a little while for that soul to unravel that level of um, just kind of being take taken over by the lies and given these kind of false rewards and just totally being played. So there's so many different types of individuals. And so just like with what you're saying, the outcomes are, are very diverse, depending on the person, depending on what they took. Um, I do feel that I mean, a lot of what's going on in sort of the larger picture, sort of galactic landscape is helping to take down some of these harmful sort of satellites and how that would connect to, you know, implants or, you know, also the 5G network and somehow like some of these greater uh, dark technologies that would interface or interact with the vaccine in a very, very detrimental way. Some of that hopefully will be modified and taken down. And I, I do believe those operations are, are already happening and that will help those individuals not maybe, you know, become like weaponized or even like, you know, turn into you know, something that's not recognizable or just completely getting modified and altered in, in ways that like, um, you know, some people are actually fearing. I think it's not gonna be as bad as we feel. I do agree with everything you said though, Magenta, and it's going to, you know, delay the physical sort of soul integrated, you know, kind of ascension. And what that looks like as far as how we can upgrade our physical vessel to be um, the advanced technology it's meant to be, biological. Um, so that process that it puts a soul through is an incredible awakening in and of itself. Sometimes we have to be utterly compromised and lose everything that matters in order to regain it and, and reclaim it and fight real hard for it. It's similar to... Um, you know, how we fight hard for our children if they've been, you know, compromised. I mean, it's just an instinct. It's, it's, and, and that power coming from spirit and our higher mind is so much more powerful than we can imagine that it'll set up a timeline and course for itself in order to create what is necessary in order to recover, in order to rise above, and in order to defy what might have seemed to be impossible because the willpower in connection with spirit is so potent and so, you know, intense. So again, yeah, I totally agree. There's going to be a small number um, and it's not going to be the same for everybody. Uh, I do feel that 
once this NWO rollout kind of exhausts itself and it's captured all those that are consenting and those that don't consent and that are staying aligned in, in their sovereignty, you know, splitting off from it, that there will be, you know, waves and, and uh, further developments of, you know, these higher, you know, kind of technologies, benevolent technologies that connect with nature and our own DNA to create these sort of corrections, you know, based in like Tesla technology, the Rife devices, you know, sound healing and ways to uh, recode, you know, the DNA and, you know, I, I'm sure there's other methods, methods, and I know you were going into a bit of that too, but it's not all doom and gloom. It's only doom and gloom when you go completely unconscious and you, and you forget about, you know, these kind of things, those that feel the loss of soul that aren't going to give it up easily. Yeah. They're in for a fight. Um, but th th they will, they will prevail. Those that just are going more and more unconscious. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to correct themselves. Um, some people like literally are walking commercials and products of the society and the social engineering that they were born into, um, without giving it a second thought. And sometimes it takes accident, injury, disease, and all sorts of difficulties and adversities to, to get the person's attention. If they can like at least step back and say, wait a second, something else is trying to tell me something. This is not just something to hand over to the doctor and be given pharmaceuticals or, or, um, you know, chemo say if it's cancer. So when a person hits adversity, the choices that they make in the face of that adversity to me is very much a part of the awakening process. Are you going to now, you know, call the power back to yourself and get to know yourself better in the face of this, or are you going to continue this pattern? Because as long as you're continuing that pattern, you're not living in connection with your soul as is. But if you're going through, you know, these adversities, even if it means taking the vaccine and regretting it, um, there, I, I feel like a, an incredible process, you know, ends up taking place that, um, does bring in the realm of like miracles, which to me aren't just some uh, occurrence for just masters, but like it's it's a part of our cosmic and natural law and greater abilities when we're um, connecting with that and holding intention of uh, staying aligned with spirit from an ego level so that we're not compartmentalized so that our personality nature, our soul nature and our spiritual path isn't um just like taking turns with each other where it's an everyday living expression of your every moment lifestyle that every choice that you're making is coming from integrity coming from mindfulness coming from um you know how can i improve upon things in the face of challenge and stress versus running away and and going the other route just to kind of dumb it all down and disconnect and so this is a time of really, really facing some of the most challenging things, but to understand it's a greater initiation and the hardest part of it all is the most temporary. If we can just breathe through it and not let it cause us to feel like we have to have somebody else fix it and solve it and do it for us. To me, that's like the most ultimate trap and how the Mockingbird media, how the entertainment industry and the television shows and magazines and that whole culture has really steered people away from that. And they think it's, you know, being human, but they're, they're caught in a programming and the vaccine to me only makes it worse for those people. But those that are already starting to awake that made that decision. Yeah. It's, it's a longer road to, to get to the ultimate goal, but um, you know, just about, yeah, just to uh, just, yeah. In resonance with what you're sharing they're they're taking on a, you know, different role. Maybe it's a, a, a greater calling um, for them to experience this, to then help others to rise above it, to play a particular role in the next ascension cycle as like a teacher and a guide of somebody who might have, 
you know, the memories of overcoming something that um, maybe others weren't able to overcome. I mean, sometimes when I see like the EBEs or the grays in these abduction scenarios, I wonder if those are some of the digressed humans that entered the sort of hive mind that have looked to get their genetic material back to make up for those choices that they're making here and now. But not everybody's going to end up there. If, if, if one, you know, is like, whoa, I got to get back on track with this. Yes, it might look different, but there's always going to be supportive angelics and guides and guardians and, and source energy and the energy of the mother. You know, the fact that it's grounded in the planetary body, knowing, you know, that this NWO rollout was not going to be completely probably diverted or, or eliminated. Um, everything as the antidote is showing up in a time where uh, it seems like it's all falling apart and it's hopeless and it's it's quite the opposite. That's why this presence is here. That's why there's star seeds and missions here and, and um, you know, people that chose to come here during this time to, to help in the very, very challenges that we're seeing in the here and now and the ones that we've been going through for quite some time. Yeah, and it's not easy for any of us to process, but we've been warning about it. But it's a whole nother thing when you're like up against it and friends and family are making these choices. So we're all having a bit of a hard time, but it doesn't feel like it's that foreign to this greater agreement of this is exactly the most potent time to really, you know, hold space for, you know, helping people navigate, you know, through being a resource of whatever information I can provide and just really supporting them and being the best of who they are and knowing that they have their own answers and, um, and just amplifying that truth frequency. And it doesn't matter who you voted for, who you like or don't like that we can exist in a much, much deeper space so that we can talk to the soul of, of one another instead of, oh, who did you vote for? Or what movement do you stand for? That we can cut deeper and actually talk on a soul to soul level and let all that other stuff go. Because a lot of times when people do decide they like something, they're coming from good intent for their reasons. They might just not see the full picture like we discussed. So we gotta bypass the personality matrix to begin to illuminate living on a much deeper level with each other to help those souls maybe come back in by acknowledging that beautiful part of who they are, even though they might be lost in the narratives and propaganda. We, we have to just cut through that to help them find presence again. And also to turn that AI into a positive AI. So the actual um, technological aspect of it isn't carrying an archonic negative, you know, reversal frequency. We can correct that even if uh, there is an AI aspect to it. I feel like we can enlighten the AI somehow. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> uh, thank you, Laura. Um, you know, this process is, um, yeah, uh, removing what you mentioned about ascended masters is that we, the people who will ascend out, who who made that, you know, choice, um, everyone's an ascended master. There's no more of that, um, you know, uh, guru, none of that. Everyone's in the ascended masters, but once they release out, and um, it's just a the continual process of what the soul choices will be made. Thank you for that. And then also um, magenta, the black crystals. I was talking to um, to the black crystals that I have all around me constantly. And they said, oh, we are the black flame. <laughs> we are the etheric, eternal black flame. And that is why you want to hold us because we are the literal black flame. <laughs> um, yes, yes. And uh, I know that we are coming on our time and I wanted to mention something is that as we continue to unveil and unmask, which we have been doing marvelously through 2020 and now into 2021, um, understanding that we need to remove false programming in of all forms. 
So if I may, Magenta, uh, there was a, a not so nice man that uh, spoke negatively. <laughs> and I wanted to be very clear on this. <laughs> That's when this is my fire ignites. Um, I don't normally listen to videos because I feel that they could influence you. So, well, you feel the influence, right? And so I, I say a clear channel to that. However, they do have me listen from time to time, your videos, Magenta, and of course, Laura. Now, it is interesting. They had me click the video. I clicked it, and I'm, I'm a reader of energy. And there's an archon speaking through this man. And as I, and he's talking about how he doesn't like channels and because he thinks that they could channel uh, negative entities and demonic beings. It's like, oh my goodness. Right now when you are speaking so negatively of a angelic being like magenta. So, um, removing first of all that we all channel we all channel all of us laura channels very clearly very consciously you know magenta you i don't know how you do that but you go into some kind trans you know maybe <laughs> you know i channel very clearly as well and i'm constantly just allowing my higher self to speak through me and my galactics so when someone channels something like that about someone else who holds such a strong light like you like you know like Yeshua like Buddha not saying not think saying it in a savior mentality but what I'm saying is that he would be channeling a negative entity so he's doing the very thing that he's going up against and that I wanted just to clarify it because we don't consent to that that's yes um and one more thing that bothered me about butterflies butterflies are the most powerful symbol of this this universe as well as the phoenix butterflies so when you all are watching and listening do not consent and this is how we deprogram because we talk about in our youtube channel how they entrap us in many forms butterflies are actually a benevolent being humanoid being that exists within the ninth dimension that actually this beautiful earth is a representation to the universe itself. The very crystals that we hold are pieces of planets. The very trees that we hug are the pillars of light that are keeping us alive with source energy that are pushing through light constantly. So when we're talking about the butterflies, the butterflies are is the most beautiful transformational expression. So remove any connection to the Illuminati to that because that's <laughs> irrelevant, irrelevant. It is uh, negative and uh, oppressing in many forms because butterflies are the representation to how we go into a womb space like a caterpillar and then we transform out from it. And this universe is all about that. We are constantly transforming. When from right here to the next minute, I am a different being because I've transformed in one minute. I've transformed in one hour and I've transformed every day that I wake up a new different being. We are constantly like Magenta uh, Pixie said, we're constantly becoming the embodiment of our higher self. And what we want to communicate to you all is that you are here to do that as well. You are here to bring
DNA, the mother earth and the universe. And she is here in the greatest supportive and as you are her, you are fractals of this divine energy. Remember who you are, remember, remember, we are here to hold this light for you until you do so and eradicate, remove false programming. Because when you believe that, say, the butterfly is a negative agenda, then you are holding, you are adding dark, artificial, negative thought form into the very construct of this universe, which is transformation and evolution and metamorphosis. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to say that, Magenta. Oh, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'd just you. like to say, say one thing. Um, it's funny you should mention him. I have nothing but gratitude for what he did at this point. And I'll tell you for why. He decided to do um, a couple of negative uh, videos on two other shining, bright solar lights on this planet. One, Laurie Ladd, the other one, Elizabeth April. And it pushed me to reach out to these wonderful ladies. And I've now been in touch with both of them, which I probably, I always meant to contact them at some point, but I might not have had the push to do it. And when I saw that he was targeting them as well, I, I, I you know, reached out to them both and we've been talking and I feel like, you know, I've connected with two other really beautiful bright lights on this planet, but apparently Laura, I hate to say it, but you're, you're next on the list, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me about this, yeah. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just such a low energy, and it's and it if is people, if people decide to like just go along with it, that's that's your choice. Um, I know who I am. I know what I'm here to do. So, I think when somebody goes up against um, one of the speakers in this community they're actually going at the whole community because of something within themselves, you know, whether that's a, you know, a negative entity or if it's a trigger to trauma. So that's the, the, that's the sort of core reason, but there's always something positive that comes out of something negative. If you decide that that's what you want. And if you've gone through a negative experience and felt upset or targeted and then thought, well, how can I turn this into something supremely positive and like i said i've now connected with these two fantastic women and highly connected channels and um you know major teachers and uh so for that i'm i'm utterly grateful and you know maybe he won't decide to um do that for laura i, I saw a little list that someone had written asking him can you do this person or that person and laura was on the list but you know um you don't have to allow that energy to come into your reality. Uh, I, I did um, decide to um, speak about it, uh, but that's because someone else, we spoke to someone else who then made a video. So that then I decided to make a video sort of thanking that person. And, um, but you can, you can actually uh, look at something and examine something and stand up to something in sovereignty without uh, placing focus on it and amplifying it and making it worse. Yeah. There are ways that you can do that. And it's your choice how you choose to navigate your energy system, you know, with every single action in life that involves you. You have a choice as to how you respond to that. So my um, response at this point 
to that situation is of gratitude because it's brought me in touch with these two beautiful shining lights. So I'm very grateful. <laughs> nice. And that is how you are transmuting, transmute that. And um, I want to make it very clear that is not a benevolent being speaking through that. And that is channeled soulless archonic being that is speaking through and we don't consent to that and nor do we consent to people ganging up against that's part of it's not even part of our organic construct that's part of archon so everyone knows better than that and we're able to see right through it what we're all going through is very much like this right we're going through that thank you beautiful beautiful magenta beautiful laura is there anything you want to add laura no no just thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be in both of your company. And uh, yeah, um, my website's cosmicgaia.org. I have a Telegram account and um, I will make sure actually I put that link on the front page of my website. And, and that's kind of it. And just really, like I said, wonderful to connect with both of you. And it, I feel very strengthened by this conversation. So thanks everybody for tuning in as well. Can I can I just say for anyone Thanks. who is watching who hasn't seen that video with um with Dr. Christiane Northrup that you did, Laura, I know that that's no longer up on the main platform. But if they you can back up, I appealed it and they actually allowed it back yeah. up. Oh, that's great because that is such a fantastic interview. And the other thing I'd like to say, Aurora, I've been watching these um orbs around you the whole time you've been talking. Have you have you seen them, Laura? Well, there's so much light energy. I've seen things like floating around and that I'll catch something. Yeah. That looks interesting. What have you got there for dinner? Oh. <laughs> looks healthy. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I can't resist it. It's getting cold. Um, yeah, no, it's like my breakfast. So, but yeah, no, I did notice that. Thank you. It's the dragons. <laughs> there's many. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I look forward to doing more with you both. So my website is magentapixie.com and on there, there are links to my social media sites. I'm on Telegram quite a lot and MeWe, Instagram. So if you go on magentapixie.com, you'll see the links to where you can find me on social media. Beautiful. And I am Aurora. You can find me under risingphoenixaurora.com, risingphoenixaurora in just about all avenues. I still have my Facebook and Instagram still up and all that. It is such an honor to have been here with both Magenta and Laura, and we humbly thank you. And um, in being here with us, we love you, honor you, and respect you. Blessings to everyone and our infinite love. Thank you. Thank you.